0: Hey there horror movie fans, welcome back to Here's Meanie Horror Movie Podcast. Now, December 5th, which was this weekend, marked our one year anniversary of Here's Meanie Horror Movie Podcast. So as a celebration, I was like, why would I not address one of my first horror film directors that I ever encountered back in elementary school? Which is the Junie B. Jones for me, the one and only Stephen King. So let's talk about one of my favorite miniseries, the 2002's *Rose Red*. Once again, brought to me by Old Sci-Fi. *Rose Red* follows Joyce, psychology professor, alongside a team of psychics, document and discover the secrets and spirits of the haunted mansion, *Rose Red*. It's important to first address the main characters. First, we have Kathy Kramer, who is an automatic writer nick hardaway who is telepathic pam asbury who has psychometric abilities victor kandinsky who is a psychic with precognition we have annie wheaton who is an autistic teenager with telekinetic powers stephen rimbar who is descendant of the rimbar family and rachel wheaton who is annie's older sister Oh, but how can I forget my absolute favorite character, Emery Waterman, who is a psychic with retro cognition. This four-hour series was actually supposed to be a remake of 1963's the Haunting, which I just talked about in my other episode. And I swear it was just a coincidence. This thought was eventually thrown out and rewritten after King's vehicle accident that occurred not long before. But this ended up being quite a success. You see, the story ties in with the novel, The Diary of Ellen Rimbar: My Life at Rose Red. Now when looking at the overall concept of Joyce's character, she isn't delusional, just misunderstood. For teaching her beliefs in a critical society that believes if it can't be seen or captured, it's not plausible. So to prove the existence of the paranormal or not to prove? That is the question. Though when she does her research, has a sense of insecurity which gradually worsens with the criticism, especially from Dr. Carl Miller, the psychology department head. For the most part, Joyce and the psychics defy the stereotypes and display humanizing characteristics, trying to practice a misconstrued ideology, portraying the world as a closed-minded in comparison. Now let's finally enter the way I always put it, act two, where the group arrives to the house. And just like the characters, we are still in a state of doubt due to the minimal information provided on what's going on And soon after, all hell breaks loose, which I love and appreciate after exiting the slow burner. First and foremost, I must address the grotesque SFX makeup which only exacerbates the haunting threat of these once known victims. You see, Rose Red rests within the heart of Seattle, but appears in an isolated period piece, very similar to the oppressed Ellen living in the house. Oh, and speaking of Ellen Rimbar, well, backstory first. The construction that was underway at the time never finished before everyone disappeared, but the house continued expanding. You see, Ellen presumed that her immortality relied on the continuous construction of the house. This conception is haunting since there is no accurate count of rooms in the house causing this physical and mental state of inevitable entrapment. That right there shows its reliance is not on the fear factor, though eerie in nature. You see, it does the job other successful haunted horrors do. It incorporates the elements of the unseen, like Victor, who dies from a heart attack after seeing the sculpture remove its face, exposing, well, we don't know, leaving it to the horrific figment of our imagination. Now, of course, this is still a Stephen King film, so we still have our ridiculous or rather interesting quirky moments and dialogue. I mean, King literally made a cameo as the pizza delivery man, okay? Though the beginning incorporates much filler that doesn't quite drive the plot, just, well, enhances it. Then again, this miniseries contains B-horror elements. As a child, what enticed me was the suspenseful outlook of Emery's obsessive mother going to look for him, obviously foreshadowing her demise while in parallel with Carl, who's trying to find Kevin, the college newspaper reporter and first death in the house. But as an adult, it's cynically watching Joyce progress into a state of panic and madness, concluding to her own victim. Anyway, until next time, ciao now!